welcome to today's episode. We're so glad that you could join us. Uh, Kate and I have been putting together some fun, weird, interesting facts for you this week. And I think it's going to be a good episode. It is, because it was so hard to actually choose. So I think it's going to be awesome. It was. I had a difficult time choosing as well. Like, I think I've built up an arsenal of things to talk about. Because there were so many things that I came across um, over the past couple of weeks that I wanted to talk about. And it's hard not to share ahead of time with you because I get so excited. I'm like, Tiffany. And then I realize I can't share with you. So right, it's hard to choose. Okay, which one do I want to tell you about first? Right. So. Okay. So what did you finally land on for this week? Okay. I am going to talk about mass false memory. Mass false memory. Okay. Yes. Like, I want to ask so many questions. But Not yet. Okay. <laughs> but I can't. Okay, okay. What's your tease? All right. So I think, I said, I think, uh, what I decided on, um, is, and I think you'll appreciate this having grown up in church. Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about an explosive choir practice. That sounds like every Wednesday at our church. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. Before... Before we get into our before we get into our topics, yes, we need a safe word for today. What's our safe word? Okay, well, in honor of the Big Bang Theory episode we were watching just yesterday, yes, we are gonna do waterfalls. Waterfalls, I love it. Yes, where Sheldon is trying to get them to have to pee so they'll drop the ring and he can keep it. Yes. So, and our puppy is apparently joining us tonight. Yes. So we have a guest. Um, <laughs> we have a guest. You probably won't hear her. She's pretty quiet, but she's here and she's giving us love while we share our weird facts with you. She wants to learn some weird facts. Do you want some weird facts, Tia? What do you want to learn first? Do you want to learn about mass false memories or explosive choir practices? She doesn't care as long as she gets treats. <laughs> well, well, I think I, you should go first. I'd say I'm going to volunteer as tribute because this is, I'm going to keep it super short and simple, but this is one of my favorite topics um or you know most people will call it a conspiracy theory um but it's actually called the mandela effect oh i have kind of heard about this conspiracy theory. i feel like a lot of people have heard it but maybe they don't fully understand it or understand how deeply it goes um how deep yeah okay these late name episodes are great so in the simplest form it's false memory that is the most basic definition that I can give you. Okay. Um, more specifically, this phrase Mandela effect was coined in 2010 to describe a false memory shared by a large group of people. Because, you know, memory studies had been done for decades before this. Right. Um, but this was where people started realizing it's not just an individual basis. There are times where massive amounts of people have the same false memory Ooh, yes that's a little freaky and so waterfalls yeah it is very <laughs> freaky because number one like how do you figure that out right so um just to give a little bit of background on this um the memory that inspired the name of this phenomena or phenomenon is um it's named after nelson mandela uh-huh 
and this mass false memory that people had of him dying in the 1980s. I mean, he didn't die in the 1980s? He did not. So when did he actually well, die? We'll get there. So for anybody that doesn't know, Nelson Mandela was an anti-apartheid leader in South Africa. And if you don't know what apartheid is, it's basically this horrible system of laws. Um, specifically, we're talking South Africa. Um, and it, it separated citizens based on your skin and your heritage. It was horrible. Um, if you want to know more about it, um, this is my little plug. There's an amazing book by Trevor Noah called Born a Crime. I read this book. I could not put it down. He was actually born to an African mother and I let's say an oh man, I don't remember. Anyways, a white father. And so because of this, he was a crime. And the book talks about him growing up being this illegal child and how there were times where he had to be hidden. There mm. were times that, you know, um, you know, his mother had to lie about who he was to her. And so he talks about growing up in this horrible system where everything was segregated. Um, so anyway, so read the book, Born a Crime. It is fantastic. They even have a kid's version that Abby has. Really? Yeah. And I think it's a great read for anybody. Um, so anyway, so Nelson Mandela was from South Africa and he was actually fighting against this law system. And as with, you know, most fighting against causes, you know, he ends up in jail at some point. Right. In the 80s. And that's where the false memory picks up. Thousands of people remember Mandela passing away while he was in prison. There are people who vividly remember and describe watching the funeral. They talk about his widow giving this, like, very emotional speech on TV. And everybody's like, no. He died in the 80s. I remember watching it. I watched it on TV. Yeah. What? <laughs> I know. I paused because I on. see the look on your face. You have questions. <laughs> I do. Because, hold on. So you're telling me that a ton of people vividly remember watching a funeral on TV. Like, that's kind of hard to, like, get wrong. Yeah, it really makes you question how your brain works and what it retains. It makes you question your whole life. I'm questioning everything I've ever watched yes. on TV now. So the truth is he did not pass away in 1985 like a lot of people think. He actually was released from prison and then served as the president of South Africa. Hold on. And yet people still thought he died in the 80s? Yes, but he was the president, the freaking president. From 1994 to 1999. So Holy for five years. Cow. So he actually didn't pass away until, do you want to guess? Don't look at my notes. I'm not looking at your notes. Uh, 2012. Two, well, close. 2013. Oh, one year off. So we're not talking. So, you know, you would think, because I know this has happened to us before. It's like, oh, didn't so-and-so pass away in June? No, it was May. You know, like, right. people close. get kind of those close dates mixed up. We're talking about decades. Yeah. That, decades like, of time in which he served as president. I mean, it's not like he was living some low-key life. Exactly. You know? 
So he actually was around to hear about the Mandela effect because it was coined in 2010. Don't you know he had a good laugh about that? Oh, I, I would have. I, I would have just let it roll. I could totally see me like, hey, hun. <laughs> I would have 100% gone ahead and put up my tombstone. Oh, facts. And just like a hidden camera. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because, you know, sometimes we joke about, you know, where we have a bad day, we're going to fake our deaths and like he just could, live off the grid. He totally he could could've. have. And nobody would know. Oh, he would have absolutely got away with it. I just, oh, I just think it would, I imagine him just sitting back and giggling. Just like that old man laugh. Yeah. So that's just a little bit of history about Nelson Mandela. And, you know, it's it's named after that phenomenon. Got it. um, That specific event. Um, But with the Mandela effect, you can have partially incorrect or distorted memories. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you can clearly remember entire events that never happened, like the funeral. Right. So, you know, when you're talking about partial or distorted, I think about when we talk about our childhood, (laughs) you know, one of us will say something and you're like, no, it didn't really happen like that. Or no, we weren't in Tennessee. We were in, I don't know, West Virginia. Like, those are partial or distorted memories where part of it's true, but some of it's kind of foggy. Okay, but to be fair, I'm at a disadvantage whenever it comes to talking about our childhood memories. That's true. Because due to an unfortunate event, uh, I lost the majority of my childhood memories right. and have only recently gained some of them back. Right. So I'm at a disadvantage whenever we're talking about childhood memories right nine times out of ten <laughs> i'm not gonna get it right anyways right so you know and and this can be there is this whole memory mystery on an individual basis but the one i'm focusing on is specifically for an entire group of people misremembering and it's not just this one event there are t- there just google it there are so many examples out there a lot of them are centered around brand names movie quotes song lyrics i mean there's just a ton of them and it's fun to kind of flip through and read these and this is where oh this is my this is my favorite part okay there are so many theories out there as to why this occurs but i want to talk about my favorite one okay so i could go on all day and give you a list of different theories that people have said you know oh oh it's just science oh it's this there's just there's so many, but this okay. one is my favorite. And I'm going to pull my nerd side out here, so don't make fun of me. Okay. This theory stems from quantum physics and string theory. Ooh. And I'm not going to delve into this because... I, we're not going to get too, too deep? We're not going to get too deep. I'm not going to lecture you guys and bore you to death. But the basics. There are alternate realities and timelines. So, you know, we joke about, oh, in another universe, oh yeah, I would be famous. Right. Kind of that thinking. Gotcha. And tied in with that is our universe, like the universe that we know, mm-hmm. is only one of many, possibly infinite amounts of other universes. Oh, waterfalls. So, in theory, we are one universe, we exist. So, if there is another universe out there... It is plausible to say that there's life within that universe somewhere. This is like very Marvel-esque. I know. I love it. <laughs> I, I, look, I think I missed my calling because I love physics. I have a bunch of physics, book, physics books that I read. <laughs> I'm that nerd 
in Barnes and Noble, and I'm pretty sure they come and look to see if I'm stealing stuff because I go in the physics aisle and nobody else goes there. I'm just that weird kid with my coffee thumbing through Stephen Hawking books. <laughs> <laughs> but it it fascinates me because there's this this theory that when the Mandela effect occurs. It's these alternate realities or timelines either like passing through each other or they're bumping into each other. Oh. Because, you know, string theory is based on like there's 10 dimensions and Uh the strings vibrate within those 10 dimensions. Right. So basically, like, this is probably a really dumbed down version. If there are any physicists listening, please don't come after me. I'm just a banker. We're just trying to keep it simplified. We're keeping it simple. But so these strings either cross over or they bump into each other. Mm-hmm. And when this happens, bits of universe A leak into bits of universe B. We've sprung a leak. Yes. <laughs> so, ba- <laughs> so basically, oh, when these, so like, I'm trying to think of a really good example. But, like, okay, for example, people have used this to explain events that they thought happened. Or, okay, well, we thought the Statue of Liberty was over here, but if you look at a map now, it's actually over here. Oh. This is also a part of the Mandela effect. So now that I've, like, boggled your mind a little. Okay. Yes. We're going to go, I'm just going to do some common examples for you. Um. We all, again, my nerd side coming out, love Star Wars. Oh, uh, yes. Darth Vader never says, Luke, I am your father. Right. I know this one. He's answering a question and he says, no, I, I am, am your father. But if you ask anybody, I even say it, Luke, I am your father. Right. I say jokingly, I will say it. I know it's not right. But tons of people have that memory of it being Luke I am your father right so a little bit of a flashback to our childhood sorry <laughs> it's not Looney Tunes as in cartoons like T-O-O-N-S it's Looney Tunes T-U-N-S like musical like, tune like musical tunes but people they're like no I remember the logo saying T-O-O-N-S you look very baffled right now. Well, I'm trying, like, I'm second guessing myself. I want to say that I remember it as T U N E S. See, I remembered it being T O O N S. But once I saw the real logo, I was like, okay, that rings a bell. This one I was not sure and about. And it's not like they ever, like, changed it at any point in time. Like, yeah. And these are all small examples. Like, the Mandela effect obviously covers bigger things like oh, somebody yeah. dying or events happening or, like I said, th- there's one about the Statue of Liberty that I still, I have not researched it enough to even begin to understand it. I haven't heard that one. I'm going to have to look that one up. There's actually a couple. And I'll just, I'll sidetrack from our, my notes here. Um, there are parts of the Statue of Liberty that are closed that have allegedly always been closed. But people have memories of being up there. People have pictures of being up there. But allegedly, it's always been closed, never open to the public. Oh, that freaks me out. Like, waterfalls all day. Oh, yeah. And there's something about 
Because the like, location, like where it's actually at, people swear it was not always there. I, I know. I, I know. It's late at night and I'm probably like, well, you're not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> you're right. Because I'm going to be thinking about this. Because, like, once you start involving, like, I have pictures. Right? Like, I have pictures. Like, that's like saying, I have proof. But then it turns out that that's not right. Like, I know. How did you get those pictures? Listen, I love the Mandela effect. I will read. I will watch videos. I will fall down this rabbit. I will Pocahontas into this rabbit hole. (laughs) All day. Just swan dive. That was like one of my favorite movies growing up. I know there's a lot of... Anyways, moving on. Anyways. This one, Tiffany? Oh, no. This one irks me to death because this is one I will swear by. Okay. The Berenstein Bears. Oh, jeez. Is not the Berenstein Bears. S-T-E-I-N. Stop. I, I still think this one's wrong. I will take this to my grave. It's the Berenstain no. Bears. S-T-A-I-N. No. No, 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 no. I, we have... Okay, I, I swear we have... And like Not to date us, but I swear there is a VHS in this house. Somewhere of the Berenstain Bears. I know. I swear it's Berenstain, not Berenstain. But apparently we're wrong. Uh, so whatever so i'm just gonna ask you a few more because i know we've kind of talked about some of the mandela effect again because it is one of my favorite topics okay i'm gonna fail this quiz did curious george have a tail curious george the monkey the cartoon did he have a tail yes or no no correct he did not have a tail but lots of people remember him having a tail i don't know if it's just because he is a monkey i think because he is a monkey because i mean whenever you think a monkey like it especially if you're thinking like your stereotypical like hanging from the tree by their tail monkey right right all right so i used to hate this game as a kid kind of still have mixed feelings about it but the monopoly man which i think his name is money bag sam's or money bag uh, sam something, something like super something money creepy bags. Uncle Money Bags? I don't know. I don't like Anyways. it either way. Does he wear a monocle? No. Okay, so you're doing better than I thought you would. <laughs> yes. But a lot of people very clearly, and like, I remember him having a monocle. Really? Absolutely. And some people who explain it away, they're like, well, Monopoly Man and the Peanut Man. Well, that's what I was thinking. kind of around at the same time. So there's like, basically, your brain is crossing wires. Because the Peanut Man does wear a monocle. Yes. Okay. But the Monopoly Man does not. No. And I swear, he used to have a monocle. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's because I see him, him as an old British guy. Maybe, like, <laughs> maybe him and the Peanut Man are related. I don't know. That's a, ooh. All right. Okay. Another Star Wars one. Okay. What color is C-3PO? is gonna jack you up oh please don't do this to me don't ruin my childhood it's what i'm here for i'm your little sister it's my uh, job uh, uh, oh well i mean thinking back he could be gold <laughs> but 
but some of them he kind of looks more silverish. This is a very complicated one. It is. Because in the episode one, two, three, right. well, I, I know for sure at least episode one, like where Anakin first makes him, he's silver. Yes. Okay. But in the original, like from the 70s, Star Wars. He's gold. He is mostly gold. Mostly gold. He has one silver leg. Shut up. Because as he goes on, like, parts need to be replaced. They get what they get. So he used to be silver. Like, if you put him in chronological order. Right, right, right. He used to be silver. Silver. He's been replaced with gold. But he still has a silver leg. Stop! And in the newest movies, at some point, he gets a red arm. I do vaguely remember that. Because I remember being like, why? What is the point? But it's once just, I, yeah, it they get sense. what they could get, yeah. But if you think back to the original Star Wars, everybody's like, oh yeah, he's gold. Well, he has one silver leg. See, like, I remember him being silver in some episodes, which makes sense now. Mm-hmm. And gold in others. I remember the red arm. But the one leg that I'm going to have to go back and watch that because I don't remember seeing him with one silver leg. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, the scene you need to watch And is I've only watched the movies like a gazillion times. Right in the beginning, Princess Leia's in her like, the buns, the, the white, white, and she's giving R2-D2 the little speech thingy for Obi-Wan. Right, right. It's in that scene is the, the clip that I saw. Stop. I know, I know. I've only watched these movies like a gazillion times. Well, and so the reason I picked like these movies and these common characters is because they are a much smaller version of the man, like a simple version. Mm -hmm. We don't have to delve into the conspiracy of the, you know, the deaths and the events and it's a little simpler. So who says only you can prevent forest fires? Smokey Bear. Is it Smokey well, Bear? Smokey the Bear. Okay. You were right the first time. Really? Every but everybody calls him well, I say I shouldn't say everybody. A majority of people call him Smokey the Bear. I, I call him Smokey the Bear. His official name is Smokey, Smokey Bear. Bear. Again, it's another little one. I mean, like I've used both to refer to him. Yeah, but apparently his official name is Smokey Bear, but everybody says Smokey the, the Bear because they see a bear and they just assume, oh, oh, that's bear. a bear named Smokey. Right. Like That one I can kind of understand. Yeah. And I can totally see where that one may not necessarily be a Mandela effect, but. And last one, because this one just like blew my mind. <laughs> oh, no. I'm still stuck on the Star Wars. I know. C-3PO. Well, we'll watch it this weekend or something, okay. and we'll have a, yeah. Star I'll point Wars it out for you. <laughs> yes, we haven't had one in a while. It's time. All right. Last one I'm going to bother you with. What is E.T.'s famous line from the movie E.T.? Oh, I know I'm going to get this one wrong. <laughs> this one blew my mind. <laughs> well, so I know everybody says E.T. phone home, but that's not right. Stop. You read my notes. No, we were talking about it. Oh, that's right. We did talk about E.T. We talked about this one So before. what does he say, Tiffany? <sighs> Shoot, I don't remember. Uh, 
because E.T. phone home is so ingrained in my mind. Uh-huh. I don't know. He says, E.T. home phone. Home phone. It's flipped. But, so, people's theory with that is because right after he says that, I think it's the boy, or the girl repeats it, and then the boy repeats it, opposite of what he says. So, E.T. says, E.T. home phone, and the kids say, E.T. phone phone home. And then that's what it is for the rest of the movie. Oh, but, but the, the famous first, scene the where he says, he says it. it. Yes, it's that famous scene where he says it. Okay. He actually says E.T. home phone. Mm. But if we had more time, I would delve more into this whole quantum physics string theory. Right. This thought of our universe is crossing over. And I will do this in another episode. Um, You know, there is a conspiracy theory. Again, one of my favorite conspiracy theories that <laughs> the world actually ended in 2012. Yes. That we were actually consumed by a black hole, everything imploded, and now we are in this black hole, and that's why these Mandela effects are happening. These universes have collided in this black hole that has swallowed stuff up, and our universes keep bumping and colliding, and they're bleeding into each other, and that's why there's all this mass false memory popping up. Hmm. It's very fascinating. Um, I'll try to touch on that whole the world ended in 2012 thing well, later. I remember all of the like hubbub around, oh, the world's ending in 2012. Mm-hmm. And like, cause, I mean, I have a wild imagination. My Same. brain kind of got caught up in it a little bit. Not going to lie. Not that I care. I mean, like, whatever. But if it ends, it ends. I can't it stop ends, it. it ends. I can't stop it. But, you know, went down that rabbit hole. So I do remember that. Yeah. And I. Yeah. It's because I got married that year. Listen, I it's my fault. You know, it was supposed to end uh December twelfth, twenty twelve. Right. Or sorry, December twenty first, twenty twelve. I panicked that night because it was a massive thunderstorm at like midnight. What? It was, was it really it was so bad I did not sleep. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> but yeah, so eventually like I will talk about this whole conspiracy theory of you know, has the world actually already ended? Some people tie this in with the Mandela effect. And like, this mm-hmm. is why it is happening. Because our, you know, we've got an alternate reality over here right. where let's just say the Monopoly man does have a monocle. In our reality, he didn't. Well, now they've crossed over and we've kind of switched memories with some of these people. Oh, yeah, so it it gets really deep, it gets really scary, little goosebumps, but it's so fascinating to me. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks. I'm not going to sleep tonight, because uh, uh, I'm going to be down some rabbit holes. It's what I do. It's what I'm here for. <sighs> okay, well, now that um, now I'm a little worked, I'm <laughs> down this rabbit hole. Now you're down this rabbit me hole. down some rabbit holes. I... I think I know, just based off of your tagline, I think I know the story you're talking about, but I, I'm really hoping it's something funny because I need to get out of this rabbit hole before I go to bed. I won't say that it's funny, but I will say it's kind of uplifting in a way. You know what? I I need that after today, so we'll, we'll say it ends on a positive note. Bring it on. Okay. Like, <laughs> But it's weird in between 
but it ends on a positive note. So I, we'll, we'll yes. bring a little, there's a little light at the end of the tunnel here. You know what? I'll take it. Because I know sometimes <laughs> some of our episodes have been a little dark and depressing. And, yeah. But I think that just kind of goes along with the nature of typically weird, strange Well, I was going to say, things. we did not start this with the intention of going down the dark path, but it's so, like, there are so many oh, I know. weird things that are kind of dark and gloomy and right yeah so this one is not so gloomy okay depending on your perspective i guess but i see it as a light at the end of the tunnel positive ending kind of story okay um and i say story it actually happened this is a real thing i fact checked it it happened okay i love fact checking so you know growing up southern baptist right we were anytime the doors were open at the church we were there oh my lord right yes. this included wednesday night choir practice yes right yes <laughs> i'm not sure if it was choir practice or if it was more gossip hour i'm kidding it was it was choir practice <laughs> <laughs> so i came across this story um about west side baptist church in beatrice nebraska oh Okay. This happened back in 1950. Um, and like all good Baptist churches on Wednesday nights at 7:20 on the dot, they had choir practice. All right. Okay. Yep. So on Wednesday, March 1st, 1950, and I'm gonna kind of just get to the punchline here at okay. seven twenty five p.m an explosion demolished <gasps> the church this got real dark real fast <laughs> this is not what you just i promise there's light at the end of the tunnel i promise this isn't uplifting okay but i i had to get the punchline out of the way right there the church that exploded. seems like an inappropriate choice of words <laughs> i'm sorry Oh, okay. So, I mean, literally, like, the walls blew out. The oh roof gosh. fell in at this church. And it wasn't a huge church. I mean, it's Beatrice, Nebraska in the 1950s. Small church. But still, it's a building. Walls blew out. Roof came down. It's not good. Okay. In fact, this the, the blast from this explosion was so powerful that it forced a nearby radio station <laughs> off the air. Oh my gosh. And it shattered windows in the surrounding homes. I think I would have just passed out. <laughs> right? I mean, can you imagine like this little small town? I mean, that's a big deal. Like, okay. I don't know if you've watched it, but like I have this image of WandaVision right now. Yes. In like the first episode and all of their <laughs> windows just like suddenly explode. <laughs> Yes. Okay. All right. So I know it got real dark real quick, but yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. This church explosion, right when choir practice would have been starting. Right. Right. Well, I guess five minutes after it would have been starting. Every single one of the choir's 15 members escaped injury. What? Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> You ready for this one? Buckle up, Buttercup. Oh, gosh. I'm buckled. Okay. They were saved by a bizarre coincidence. I was like, <laughs> sorry, you said that, and immediately I said, 
Saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. <laughs> yes. No, they were saved by a bizarre coincidence. Okay. Every single choir member was late for practice that night. Okay, I have questions. First of all, you said it, okay, you said it, and maybe this was just how you phrased it. Was it one reason they were all late? Like, were they, like, carpooling and something broke down, or is it each individual stuff? So, we'll get into that. Oh, mercy. But... Overall, it was one big coincidence. Okay, I see. I'm tracking. That they were all late. I mean, what are the odds, right? For 15 choir members? Jeez. (laughs) And of course, you know, considering that it was a church that exploded, it's not surprising that some some of the people from Beatrice and some of the people that heard about it they attribute this near miss to a divine intervention. Oh, yeah. Right? Because I mean, we're always trying to find ways to explain these coincidences. I mean, I feel like that's what I would chalk it up to. Right? Whatever. It's kind of like where you hear about, like, churches that catch on fire, but the Bible survives unharmed. Right. But everything else is lost. Right. That kind of divine intervention. Um... <clears throat> So, you know, I just, hearing the story, I'm like, what are the odds that 15 people were all late at the same day or on the same day? Yeah, that seems excessive. I mean, it's totally undoubtedly slim, especially when we start looking at the reasons. Okay. Okay. Lay it on me. I'm ready. And it's impossible. It's almost nearly impossible to calculate the precise odds for this. Well, I mean, for all of the events occurring at the same time. Like, there's no way that you could pinpoint the odds for this. Okay. That, right? well, it's well, just that astronomical. Sense. It's astronomical. But past history indicated that each person would be late for practice only one time in four. Okay. So, if okay. we're trying to put odds around this. If you look back at their history. Because, I mean, we're all human. We Sometimes you're just running late. Right. right. Things it happens. happens. One in four times a person would be late to choir practice at Beatrice. That seems fair. Or in this church in Beatrice. This would produce a one in a million chance that the entire choir would be late that night. (laughs) Those are some crazy odds. Yeah. So, the reasons why none of the members had yet arrived could be claimed as anything from, like, your garden variety complications to divine intervention, as some would say. Um, Because, like, some of them could think of no special reason why they were running late. They just were. I feel like that's fair. We've (laughs) all had those days. Oh, for sure. Um, Okay, so let's, okay, let's look a little bit closer at what actually happened. Okay. On March 1st in the town of Beatrice, Nebraska. Okay. We're going to take a time. We're going to do a timeline. Okay. So, in the afternoon on March 1st, Reverend Walter, and I always, I know I'm going to pronounce his last name wrong, Klimple. Walter Klimple had gone to Westside Baptist Church to get things ready for choir practice. Okay. As a good reverend would do. Right. Um... And most of the singers were actually in the habit of arriving at 7.15. 
because you know to you get there early, early to be on time to be on time is to be late and to be late is to be left behind there you go so being that it was march in nebraska the first part of march it was typically kind of chilly in the church on a wednesday evening so he would go over early and light the furnace and then go home and have dinner that way the church would be nice and warm and toasty when everybody got there fair right so reverend klimple goes back home and around seven ten, whenever it was time for him to leave the house to go back to the church with mm-hmm. his wife and daughter whose name is mary lynn ruth okay. little mary lynn ruth it's adorable <laughs> it is adorable well it turns out that mary lynn ruth's dress got soiled now, if she's anything like me, she probably dropped something on her dress during dinner. So, see, I was just sitting here thinking, I was like, that is absolutely us every Sunday. Oh, for sure. I mean, just, it's I mean, just a kid thing. Well, not even just Sundays. I mean, shoot, anytime I wear a white shirt anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, she soiled her dress. Okay. And, of course, you know. You cannot have the pastor's daughter in church in a soiled dress. Oh, no, no. Nay, nay. <laughs> nay, nay. So, they waited while Mrs. Klimple ironed another dress. Thus, their family was still at home when the church exploded. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. All right. So, another choir member, LaDonna Vandergrift. Pardon me. <laughs> right. I, and I, if if I'm pronouncing any of these names wrong, I apologize. I've read them a gazillion times today, just trying to make sure I knew them. But right, anyways. <laughs> so Ladonna Vandergrift was a high school sophomore. Okay, she's in the choir. I mean, I remember being in high school. I sung right. in the choir. Yeah. She was having trouble with a geometry problem. Girl, same. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. And she knew that practice began promptly, and she typically did come early. But that day, she stayed over to work on the problem. I would not. I'm not going to lie. I'd have peaced out. You had thrown your hands up in the air and said, I'm done. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, another choir member, Rowena Estes, Rowena Estes, was ready but her car wouldn't start. Oh, yeah, that's some divine intervention. So she called her sister. I'm sorry. Mm. So she and her sister called LaDonna Vandergriff. The one from, okay. The sophomore. Yeah. Who was working on the geometry problem. Right. And asked her to pick them up. Oh. But she was working on the geometry problem. So the Estes sisters had to wait. Right. So Sadie Estes, who is Rowena's sister, has the same story, obviously, because they were the car wouldn't start. Right. So they had to wait. And that's just it. The car just refused to start. They hadn't been having trouble with a car. Just out of the blue. Just was out like, of the blue. No. Car not today. Start. Yeah. Car said, nope. Not happening. Okay. Mrs. Leonard Schuster would typically arrive around 7.20 with her small daughter, Susan. Okay. I can already see where this is going. As a parent, 
I feel like I know what you're about to say, but go uh, ahead. But on this particular evening, Miss Schuster had to go to her mother's house to help her get ready for a missionary meeting. Okay, yeah, that'll not where off. you thought it was going. I definitely thought that she was going to blame a little girl. Right? No, no, it was her mom. Okay. Yep. So Miss Schuster was helping her mom, and that made her late. Okay. <laughs> this one's this one is hilarious. Herbert Kipps. Kipps. K I P F. Okay. I don't know how you pronounce it. I Kipps. would say Kipps. Sure. Okay. Herbert. 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 What a name. I love that name. Herbert, who was a lathe operator, mm-hmm. would have been early to practice that day. But he had put off writing an important letter. He And he said, I can't think of why I put it off. Just did. So he lingered over it and finished writing it. And so he was late. I don't know what this letter was. I couldn't find anything saying what this letter was. It just, it was an important letter. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I can so relate to Miss Joyce Black, our okay. next choir member. So Joyce Black, she was a stenographer. Okay. And seeing as it was a cold evening in March... She said that she was feeling just plain lazy. Get it, girl. Yes. <laughs> I relate so much because in the wintertime, yes. I hate being cold and all I want to do is stay in bed under the covers and just stay warm. Oh, after pull out the hoodie, pull out the blanket, mm-hmm. the soup, whatever. I'm staying home. Yes. So I get it, girl. So Miss Black was feeling lazy and she stayed in her warm house until the last possible moment. Yep. That's yep. And she was almost ready to leave when it exploded. Dang. Yeah. So she hadn't even left her house yet. She was getting ready. And then um Mr. Harvey All was taking care of his two young boys because his wife was away. Again, I couldn't find anything saying, like, why she was away. Mm-hmm. But she was away. Okay. I don't know. So he was taking care of his two young boys. And he was actually going to take them to practice with him that night. Oh, no. But somehow he got wound up talking. And when he looked at his watch, he was already running late. I, You know, I Yeah what it happens well i just think about like our parents and we couldn't go anywhere that they didn't get to talking to somebody Mm -hmm. and it would make us late so i relate Mm -hmm. so then marilyn paul who was the pianist for the choir Mm -hmm. had planned to arrive half an hour early i'm sure so she could get her music together maybe practice a little you know right I don't music like, you know, I oh, you gotta warm up. Gotta warm up. Gotta get those fingers moving. Do some scales. Do some scales. Well, she fell asleep after dinner. <laughs> Which I can also totally relate to. I was just sitting here thinking, I relate to so many of these people. Right? So she fell asleep after dinner, and when her mom tried to wake her up at 7.15, she had only time to tidy up and then head out. So she was running late because she overslept. 
Oh, life. <laughs> Just life. Mrs. Paul, who the mother, the mother of Marilyn, right, was the choir director. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. And her daughter overslept? And made her late. Oh, dear. Um, And that's exactly what her excuse was, was that she was late because her daughter was late because Rounded. she was trying to wake her up and wouldn't wake up. So, so here you have the choir director and the pianist oh are both late. Don't you know that was a fun conversation? Oh, she was grounded for forever. Right? Well, at least until they figured out the church blew up. And then I'm sure it was fine. Oh, yeah. So, two high school friends, Lucille Jones and Dorothy Wood, um, who were also neighbors, would typically go to choir practice together. And you, had, you had your church friends that you'd hang out with. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had my church friends that I'd hang out with. Mm-hmm. So typically they would go to practice together. Well, Lucille was listening to a 7 to 7.30 p.m. radio program. All right. And she broke her habit of promptness because she was so interested in what they were talking about. She wanted to hear the end. And of course, being the good friend that she was, Dorothy waited for her. Okay, but what was the program? I need I to know. I don't know. I couldn't find it. That's because the weird I've thing. Like there. I couldn't find a lot of details about some of these incidents. Like, what was the program? What was oh. the letter? Like, those kind of things were left out. I'm just overly curious. I know. But she was listening to some radio program and apparently it was super interesting. And she was like, you know what? Choir practice can wait. I don't know. Maybe she was listening to like a good a good podcast. Well, so I'm like, I get that way with my podcast, with right. TED Talks, with Netflix. Oh, for currently sure. Downton Abbey. Um, yeah, that I didn't think I'd like that, but I. Yes. So I understand where she's coming from. Yep. Yeah. So Lucille and Dorothy were late because Lucille wanted to listen to this radio program. Uh, I think. I think that was all of the choir members. So then at 725, with a roar heard in almost every corner of oh. Beatrice, the West Side Baptist Church blew up. I want to ask more questions, but I'm sure you have more notes. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Okay, so we talked about this. The walls fell out. The heavy wooden roof came crashing straight down like a weight in a deadfall. I'll say that would have just like crushed. Right. Right? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Had they been in that building, that roof would have just flattened them. Oh, it makes me sick. Um, but <laughs> because of things like the soiled dress, a cat nap, an unfinished letter, a geometry problem, a car stalled, a radio show, every member was late. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what are the odds? See, because I can wrap my head around like three or four, even half of the members, but like the fact that all 15 of them were late on that particular day. Yeah. It is for whatever reason. Literally a one in a million chance. Oh, goosebumps. Waterfalls. So, <laughs> right. Waterfalls. <laughs> 
But I mean, so the positive side of this is that none of them died. They weren't even injured. Nobody was near the building. Like that is, dare I say, uh, miraculous. Okay, I have more questions. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Why did the church blow up? Okay. I'm glad that you asked. Seems like an important part of this story. Right. And so they were never 100% sure. Now, oh mind you, okay, this was the 1950s. Okay. It's not like they had okay. all the same, like, technology we have nowadays to determine what caused a fire, where it started, when it started. But they had a theory. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. So the firemen thought that the explosion had been caused by natural gas which may have leaked into the church from a broken pipe outside and then was ignited by the fire in the furnace. Okay, see, I was thinking, I was like, this has to do something with the reverend going and heating up the church beforehand. Like, it has to. Right. And that's the only, I mean, I could totally buy into that theory. I could, too. Because, I mean, at the time, you know, a lot of people ran off of gas like a lot of towns right. ran off of natural gas that was like the big thing yeah propane tanks you know that was the norm i hate propane tanks oh, oh i do gosh. too they freak me out Ugh. for reasons like this um so i could totally see where there might have been a gas leak nearby it got in the church got to the room where the furnace was and boom that makes total sense mm-hmm. yeah um, but that's really the only possible theory that they could come up with as to why the church exploded. Interesting. Because, I mean, they couldn't trace it to anything else. Right. It, I mean, and obviously it was exploded. So, so it was kind of hard to get in there. And I mean, it's not like the inside of the building just burned and they could kind of right. trace it back. No, the whole thing just gone. Gone. Mm. So. The choir members had no particular theory about the cause, the fire's cause either, either. Um, but each one of them did begin to reflect on the inconsequential details of their life in wondering at exactly what point can they say this is an act of God? Oh, I feel like <laughs> if there ever was a time, that would probably be right. it. I just, I, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's a that's a good time to use that phrase. <laughs> this was an act of God. If ever there were a time, it was it was then. I wonder if that was covered by their insurance. I... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Doubt it. Barring an oh act my of God. Gosh. So yeah, so that is the story of the West Side Baptist Church in Beatrice, Nebraska. Well get it, Beatrice. Right. <laughs> God is watching out for you, clearly. Oh my gosh. Like, I would love to just, like, go back in time and just, like, be a watcher just to kind of see how things unfold. Not gonna lie. Like, I'm thinking present day. I know you're thinking back. Okay. I would love to just, like, road trip out there and see where they are now. Not necessarily the people, but just, did they rebuild that church or were they like, nah, we're not rebuilding here. <laughs> Clearly, this is a bad place to this build. This is a sign. <laughs> Gonna move down. Get some new numbers. <laughs> Rebrand. Rebrand. But just because that's just how my mind works. I'm like, let's go. Let's hop in the car. Let's drive. You know, I, well, and hey, we could totally do that one day. 
I don't know how far out that is. And, oh. you know, I didn't even think to look to see if they had rebuilt it. That's what I'm curious about. What? Because what do you do after something like that? Like, they had to be nervous every time they stepped into a church after that. Right? I know I would be. Huh. They're like, we're doing church in the home. We're going, we're going old school. We're just going to go out in the, in the middle of an empty field mm-hmm. and just be away from everything. Mm-hmm. So there is still a West Side Baptist Church in Beatrice, Nebraska. Really? I wonder yes. if it's the same one. We'll have to look into well, that. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously they rebuilt it. This is the, the same, same one. one. Um, but yeah, there is a there is a West Side Baptist Church in Beatrice, Nebraska. Interesting. So I wonder if the whole town remembers that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they had a Mandela effect to no, wrap that it around. Didn't oh man. So we've had some very interesting we we've had acts of God mm-hmm. and we've had some real jacked up memories. Yes. This has been a very interesting episode. Right. <laughs> but I I have I'm still baffled. I still want to know why it blew up, and where they are today. I don't know. I'm just stuck on that for some reason. Well, I mean, I'm looking this up, and I am pretty positive that Westside Baptist Church does still exist. They have a Facebook page, by the way. Um, And I just saw a post from August 7th mm-hmm. that says, Westside Baptist Church since 1891. Okay, that's, It's yeah. gotta be that. Let's Let's road trip. We'll visit. Also, to wrap up the episode, since we're running out of time a little bit. Yes. um, I just wanted to share a little throwback fact. Oh, yeah. So, if y'all remember, I talked two weeks ago, or two episodes ago, about the Moose Dropping Festival in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I stumbled across a TikTok of all things. I don't know how I found this TikTok, or this TikTok found me. It found you. That same town... Stop. Yeah, okay, yeah. It doesn't stop at moose dropping. No. Playing with moose poop. They also apparently, and I I did not research this very well, but it's hilarious anyways. Allegedly, they elected a cat as their mayor for like 20 years. What? 20 years? Uh, again, allegedly, I, I've, oh I have nothing gosh. to back this up. I'm not claiming that this has been fact-checked. But I, I laughed because we just did the episode. And then a week later, so that what? TikTok came across my page. What is? But hey, a uh, rabbit hash Kentucky elected. They've elected animals as their mayors before. Oh my gosh! It, I mean, it's just yeah. I don't understand why. I, I don't either. I mean, I get it. I guess politicians, and I don't care which side you're on. Politicians in general. I guess some animals would be just as good. Yeah. You, I'm just saying. You are not wrong. I hate politics. All of Same. it. All right. Well, I guess that's all the weirdness we have for you tonight. We should probably hop off here before we get any weirder. Right. But we will be back in two weeks with some more weird stories for you guys. Yes. Maybe they'll be dark. Maybe they won't. Who knows? And in the meantime, don't forget to check out our link in our bio. Um, to go to our merch site 
and get an awesome t-shirt or a hoodie or some stickers. Um, I know we've gotten our t-shirts in and we love them. The baseball tees are so comfy. Super comfy. I love that thing. Like so lightweight and so comfy and they look great. And I think Abby got a, Abby is my niece, Caitlin's daughter, got a hoodie. Yeah, she is a she is in the hoodie phase of her teenage years. So oh. if you've got a teenager and you don't know what to get them for Christmas, get them a hoodie. There you go. There like, you go. And, and you know, if it's relatably weird, I mean, mm-hmm. bonus points because what teenager's not weird? Right. I know mine is. God love her. <laughs> She's I love her. She's she, great. She is great. She will actually be a guest on our show one day. So awesome. All well, right, Tia. Thanks for being a guest on our show today. You you've didn't been, say much. You've been a great guest. You've been awesome. <laughs> She's like, leave me alone. <laughs> she looks so thrilled. All right. Well, everybody have a wonderful week and we'll be back with some more weird facts later. Bye. Bye.